welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. So this is quarter to eight. So definitely the earliest we've ever done a preview show. Uh, it is still Wednesday night. We've got about eight minutes before the updated list of the Knights and Broncos. So by the time we get through our intro stuff, we should have the most up-to-date information we can. Welcome into the 6 Again podcast. This is the round six preview show. I'm Adam. Hey, on, guys. I'm Jared. As he's moving around his camera, it'll sit. Oh, there he is. There's Jared. And um, yeah, welcome in. It uh, hasn't been a massive couple of days off the field, kind of just some little storylines here and there, but some that could have kind of ripple effects yeah. depending on how they go. Uh, has anything caught your eye, Jared, that you want to kick off with? <laughs> um, well, as a Newcastle fan, uh, there is some big news, but I think the biggest news would be the Isaac Moses thing. So yeah. it looks like he's been deregistered by the NRL, which he is appealing. Yep. But there is up oh. to six high-profile players who have the chance to rip up their con- his contract with them and transfer to another agency. Yeah, I, I know he's got the rights to appeal. I haven't seen yeah. whether he's actually taken up that yeah. right yet. He's 100% taken it and okay. it could take months. It could yeah, take months to appeal. So, so um, sort of, do you want to do a background on who Isaac Moses is for those who maybe not be uh, versed in his history? Um, so, obviously, you don't hear much about player agents because, you know, they're very Shady. behind the scenes kind of things. <laughs> well, um, but Isaac Moses has probably one of been, been one of the most controversial ones there has been. And high so, Yeah, so that a lot of people blame him for what happened at the Tigers. Um, because he was the manager of Tedesco, Brooks, Moses, and Woods. Um, there is a lot of tension between him and Tedesco as well. Mm-hmm. Tedesco and him aren't fans of each other. And saying that too, he is the manage, current manager of a few high-profile players like... A few? Um, I've got a list David here. Klemmer, David Clemmer, Cam Smith. That's one I can remember who else is there. Um, you've got, it was Tumana, Mitch Moses, Ryan Madison, John Bateman, and then coaches, Anthony Seabold, Adam O'Brien, Steve Kearney. You've got nine different Broncos who are all um, managed yeah. by him as well. Um, so, Verity, um, Alex Glenn, Matt Lodge, Katoni Staggs, Savita Pangai. Um, so, he, he's pretty, he's pretty well got his fingerprints all over the NRL. Yeah, so, there. There is being things come out that's nothing confirmed that there is a certain club in the NRL who refuse to deal with any player he is contracted to. Um, cool. Well, long to it, find that it, team, it, I reckon, because yeah. it's not Melbourne, it's not Parramatta, it's not Canberra, it's not Brisbane, it's not West Tigers. Um, the, Blue Brooks the, the, the thing is about it is with player managers especially you don't know what's going on with them yeah um they do they do all the talking essentially so um well how how this came to a head is um tim manor actually reported to the nrl integrity unit that moses advised him to lie about receiving certain third-party payments obviously tim manor um 
saw that as a red flag and reported it. And then uh, it seems as though there's been enough evidence against him to cancel his registration. And like Jared yeah. said, uh, the players are free to rip up their contracts and they're the contracts that they've got with Isaac Moses, not the contracts that they've signed with their clubs. Um, and they also get to retain their 6% management fee um, which, firing if, Moses. Which a lot of... Um, there's actually been a few players managing themselves or using family friends. Yeah. Um, I think big news that came out today was Ponga signed his new $1.5 million a year contract. His yep. dad actually organised that. So that's... Um, a lot of players are leaning towards it because as far as they're concerned, it's all players, managers, or something. Okay, so I can't exactly tell you what's wrong with them, but I feel like a few of them will be in it for themselves. They're, they're pretty much real estate. Uh, they pretty much work as real estate agents, but they're real yeah. estate of the players. So yeah. they, they do the working out of the contracts and they get paid a commission. Um, so per year? Moses, yeah, per year and part of like the, the signing bonus. So it could be like, you sign a four-year, $400,000 deal and the agent gets, say, 5% of that. Um, no. You're looking at, what's that, 20 grand? So, um, Mitch, I think Moses gets 6% of it. That's just a management fit. Yeah, sorry, 6%. That's right. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so for... 24 for grand. He gets... Um, I say a thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollar contract gets six grand. That's what I a said. million dollar hundred grand contract gets in twenty yeah. grand. Yeah, so a million dollar contract that's sixty grand straight into his pocket for the next five years if he negotiates that. Whoever's Tom Malolo's money. Yeah, whoever's Tom Malolo's um, manager is, if he's on anything close to six percent, he's on a million dollars a year, sixty Not grand bad. in his pocket, and the contract for the next ten years. So. That's it. So, if, like, pushing on that, um, so it's going to be interesting to see when we said this is one of the things that can have big ramifications depending on how many people are locked in with him because those people or those players and managers and um, coaches will be looking for new agents going forward. Uh, so, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on their appeals process, seeing how much of that they actually release. Looking on that signing, so Kalen Ponga, $4.5 million um, deal all up through to the end of 2024. It's an extension on his um, current deal, which no, is 1.1. One one, and it's like a new an extension for the next four. Yeah. So yeah. It'll be 20, 2025, actually. Because uh, it was, I it said was through to the end of 2024. Yeah. So it's an extension of four years from yeah. his current contract. Yeah. He was signed to the end of 2021. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, so instead of 1.1 1. So, 1 next year, it'll be point. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, what I so? Are you oh, yeah. Well, I just, we've already ta- we've already touched on this when the rumors came out about it. Yeah. Uh, probably what about three, four weeks ago now. Um, he's already stated in the media after he signed his contract, he wants to bring Newcastle's third premiership in the next four years. Um, as a Newcastle fan, I love the confidence. I love it all. Uh, now he's got the money. He's just got to play like he's been playing, really. Like keep up the standard for the next five years. That's so it. hopefully it works the, out. The big kind of um, thing centered around this was rugby union. Um, he said he wants to play for the All Blacks, etc., etc. A union going to circle. 
um, this is a straight a straight contract. There's no options of playing rugby union. There's no um, kind of get out clause for that sort of stuff. Um, but that also takes him through to his prime, basically at the age of 26, he'll be at the end of this deal. Um, yeah. He's 22 now, 23, 24, 25, 26. Yeah, 26 going into 27. So, so if, he'll be in prime for the yeah. top age if he wants to make a switch then. And in saying that too, if he sticks with the NRL after his next contract, at the, after this contract ends, um, his prime pl- prime years for an NRL player would probably be between that 26 to 30 yeah. years age. Um, if he keeps with this standard and only gets better, looks like he's with what looks oh, like it's lo- happening. Yeah. He's got lots of um, His next contract, considering how much the TV deal is going to extend by then, be mm. close to two million. Yeah. And that's not yeah. even exaggerating right there. That's two million dollars a year he might be getting sooner rather than later. I, I'd say at that point, um, the draw to the all blacks will probably be too much. And I don't really yeah. think the NRL can really begrudge him either could Newcastle because he would have spent nah. six years there by that stage. Uh, yeah. and um and if they haven't won it. Yeah. Well, with a team they're building, um on paper, they're going to come close. This with the team they're building. Uh, and Newcastle's next aim, because they've got Clemmer till 2023, I think, um, will be Mitchell Pearce and Bradman Best. They've already come out and said that they're going to be the next targets as far as extending their contracts. So I feel like they're, trying, they're going to be building the team around, but it looks like Ponga and Best for the next 10 years. All right. So, so we'll see about... On the up and up. I hate to yeah. say good on them. Uh, on the signing news, let's <laughs> um, come out today. Rabbitohs uh, have finally signed Joseph Suwali. Now, this can't get signed off till August 1st because he's still only uh, 17. 16? Yeah, 17, sorry. Uh, so, he, this is, he signed for $1.7 million, um, for a teenager who obviously hasn't played any NRL yet. Can't play in the NRL. I think the new rules are until you're 18. Um, it's the richest contract in rugby league or rugby union history uh, in this contract for a teenager. Now, a bit of background history. I didn't know much more about this kid than kind of his name and his size. Uh, so he's 196 centimetres and 96 kilos. So he's not small. He's that's been, 17. Fuck. That's big. Um, oh. Big wing. Uh, has watched him a bit supposedly, sees him as a blend between kind of Sonny Bill Williams and Greg Inglis um, with the skill set, the size, the speed, that sort of stuff. Now, just to give you a bit of idea on um, the people that have courted him to try and sign for their clubs and also what he's done already. So Craig Bellamy, Cameron Smith, Wayne Bennett, Michael Maguire um, are the four biggest names in league that have tried poaching him. You've also had Dave Rene, who's the new head coach of the Wallabies, try and sign him when he was still part of Rugby Union. So if you've got those four sort of names chasing you before you've even played an NRL game. Okay, so um, pretty with big. this new contract, yeah. um, does that contract go, because he hasn't played the NRL, he's be technically under 20s. Mm. Does that contract go in the NRL salary cap or is that just free money? No, they're going to say that as soon as he turns 18, he's straight in the NRL team. So, it's so they've, got a, they've got 
in an 18-year-old. 1.7 in an 18-year-old. Bloody hell. I can't really criticise. Newcastle did that for Ponga about, yeah, what, three years ago? They'd seen Ponga play. It was only six games, but they'd seen him play. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and just say, just this year, he represented New South Wales um, in Rugby Union, Rugby League, AFL and Basketball. So... <laughs> He's, he seems like he's going to be pretty talented. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. he's been training with the full team. He got, when he was in, because he's still in year 12, um, he got granted special permission at the age of 14 to play in the first 15s at high school. Um, so that's like your top yeah, yeah. Of kind of squad. So he was playing at that in, as 14. That's a year nine student. Uh, no, no, good on you, South. It's, um, yeah. It doesn't yeah, really look, seem like a high-risk, high-reward because of the, what they say, the expectations of this kid um, aren't, aren't lofty. They, the expectations are lofty because they've already put him on a $1.7 million contract. No, no, what, what they're saying is, like, it, it, if you were doing this sort of stuff for a kid who you're like, you know what, they're probably going to be pretty good and they'll probably get to the NRL, yeah, that'd be lofty. They're like, no, this guy will get to the NRL and he's going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, he would. He he definitely will get the NRL now to put that much money into him. They put him almost as a safe bet, like how they were. Yeah. So well, they might, look, they might even come out on top, depending. Yeah, good on him. If he if he's as good as they say there are, they they've they've probably got him on the cheap. Yeah, it could, um, it could what they kind of look like Tamalolo at the moment. Yeah, Tamalolo is on the cheap right now. He's only getting a yeah. million dollars a year. With what he's pushing out, he should be on more. In Five years' time, they'll say the same thing about Ponga if he's did still instead. Did you see those people who said Tom Lola had an um, average game on the weekend for the Cowboys? Can they go shoot themselves? He, he ran for 170 <laughs> metres and made 38 tackles. Uh, that's like a superstar game for most average forwards. Oh. He had, I will admit that's an off day for him, but fuck, give the, give the bloke a break. Um, yeah, so... He's got a lot of lot to live up to with this contract, but if yeah. he's going on the trajectory he's already started, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. South Sydney will have a new Greg Inglis to put at fullback, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing he's going to play fullback, or they might yeah, start. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he came through the Penrith um, feeder system as well, so he's definitely a, a New South Wales fella, which I'm is actually fantastic. not on position or anything like that, but. Oh, I'm by, by the sound of his build, and from what the limited highlights I've seen, I think he's an outside back. Wow, that's a big back. Well, Greg Inglis was yeah, I know. Around about big that back. <laughs> that's big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, a couple of little quick hits. Uh, Australian government has passed off on a trial run for fans uh, in Queensland this weekend. So up to don't ruin fans. it. Oh, yeah, up to two thousand fans are allowed to. Uh, enter the Queensland Stadium. So the first one will be Titans versus the Dragons at Suncorp. Um, Raiders have submitted a request to return to GIO Stadium from round eight onwards. They've been like bussing to and from Sydney a couple of times a week for training games, etc. So I'm guessing they'll definitely want to be getting back home. Um, and this is a cool little story. Now, we all know what the Warriors have gone through, all this. And when they moved to Gosford, the restrictions were still in place that they were only allowed, as the rest of were only allowed to go outside for a walk if you're exercising a pet. Oh, yeah. For a walk or go out for a run. So 
what the I want to I want to get this guy's name right because I think he deserves a lot of kudos here. Uh, where is he? Here we go. Uh, Warriors football operations manager Daniel Floyd. Now, when they got to Gosford, he contacted the local pound or local animal care facility and said, "Look, the players want to get out for a walk, but all their dogs are back in New Zealand. Do you have any dogs at the pound who might want to go for a walk?" And so they got all the players. Uh, went to the pound, picked out dogs and were taking them for daily walks as part of exercise for them and then for the dogs. Then restrictions were lifted and you're allowed to go for walks, but the players and the club have continued to work with the pound, which is awesome. And it's not just like a couple. You've got Cody Nicarima, Jazz Tavega, Josh Curran, Carl Lawton, Wade Egan, Isaiah Papalihi, Ignatius Parsi, King Vuni Yayawa, Lavalu Pulu, um, and then also coaching staff. So that's such a cool, such a cool story. And the pound's taken photos of the players with the dogs to try and raise a bit more uh, awareness around yeah. the pound. And they've adopted a shitload of them too. For that they've adopted them while they're here kind of thing. Like yeah. they're the ones that they're looking after. Um, I think that's awesome. There's like, if you jump on what websites, this one on, oh, this is on the NRL.com one. If you jump on, there's some awesome pictures. Um, yeah. I think that's a really cool story to come out of this sort of stuff. And, you know, I think the Warriors, I, I, I don't know what, what medal it fit, but I think all the Warriors deserve some kind of medal at the Dalians this year just for what they've done. Yeah. And, and by the sounds of it, they didn't... Look, that the plane's not up to the standard. I don't think their plane's changed from what it was the last the entire time they've been in the competition. Like oh, 46 standard. out of 48 set a new... <laughs> Um, the standards record. still there, where they where they kept a nil one week and they keep another team to nil in the next week. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> standard, points on them. Yeah, the standards still there for the Warriors, but they by the sounds of it, they've made the best of a shit situation and good enough. That's it. And the last, um, sorry, there's two more. Okay, so you guys would have been hearing about first week back. It was really fast. It was awesome. Six again rules kicking ass. I had some reservations. Um, Jared had a couple completely different to mine. And then the plays kind of slowed down over the last couple of weeks as teams have worked out that if you give out, if you give away a second six again set straight on the first one, it's just only making one extra tackle and allows your defense to set up. So it's a, if it's the start of the set and on the first tackle, you give away a six again, cool. Um, yeah, you're only making one extra tackle, but it allows your team to set up. Now, Gus Gould has come out and said, the ref should be able to penalise if they believe it's advantaging the defence instead, and then that way the attacking team can kick the touch. That's if you're in your own half. Um, when they're in the attacking half, teams are giving it away knowing that you can't shoot at goal. So he's saying maybe they, the ref could make a decision that the team's allowed to choose or the ref makes a choice that they can shoot at goal. Sounds like something we talked about like three weeks ago, Jared. Yeah, it sounds awfully familiar. Jeez. Awfully familiar. Almost like someone came in from outside the NRL and came up with a rule without understanding all the aspects of the game. Yeah, but yeah. There's still rule, this rule's not going to happen. No, of course it won't. They won't no, change think... something they've just put in three weeks ago. Yeah, so... The ref... I, the ref should have been given permission at the start to award a penalty or a six again. Um, and I still think the captain of the attacking team should be allowed to choose what they Yeah, want. but 
makes it too slow, which nullifies the whole point. Well, it's going to go back to too slow, and then they were talking about the pocket referee of Cam Smith, and like every freaking player does that. There's no difference. Um, yeah. I've liked the last couple of weeks because to me it's been like that blend of the high touch footy speed and the rugby union speed, and this is like back to like kind of your midway point of the nineties. Yeah, which is my favourite. So keep it keep it exactly <laughs> how it is. Um, I think that's oh, and the last thing we've put in a link on this right up today to the Mark Hughes Foundation. Uh, so if you want to purchase a beanie to help tackle brain cancer, there's some awesome new designs this year. There's like a big leopard print one, twenty five bucks. You got your the original black one, twenty five. Oh, and you've got oh, they've got kids beanies this year, double pom pom, <laughs> some pretty sick stuff. So that's the brain uh, beanie for brain cancer awareness. Uh, round, um, which is going to be the first kind of what do we call it? Um, uh, charity round in the NRL. Charity round, yeah. yeah. So themed round. So we'll have the link to the Mark Hughes Foundation website in the write up for this episode. So jump in across it. They're twenty or twenty five bucks for the beanie. So pretty reasonable, yeah. cheaper than you actually get them from like a surf shop or whatever. All right. So it's now past. It's now eight o'clock. So we should have the updated list for. They have been updated, which is the first game of the round. Um, before we get to that, how'd you go in tipping last week, Jared? Last uh, week? You wrote it all down. Um, for my oh, work tipping, I, for my work tipping, I got six. Oh yeah. Um, how many did I go here? Uh, Jared, one, two. Ooh, ooh. What? Three, four. Five. Five. So the one I would have got wrong was Newcastle. And on Storm. So you called went, Dragons. Um yep. Sharks, but you also went Titans and I went Rabbits. Um those are the differences. Oh. And then I also oh. went Storm and you went Knights. So you got six on this and I got five. Um and with our bets, bloody Callum Ponger can't score a try to save his life, eh? <laughs> So I had Melbourne winning, Melbourne covering the margin, which they did both of them. I just needed Clemmer to uh, Clemmer. Ponga to score a try at any point, and that would have yeah. paid pretty handsomely. And he blew two. He blew two. But the bet isn't how many tries can you blow; it's how many tries can you score. That would be an awesome bet to have on sports bet because I feel like Darius Boy would just like be fifty <gasps> cents every single week. I have Sam Thaday coming out and um, getting into cherry for being a a flopper. Uh, a flopper. I'm like, no, a diver. No, Heim- diver. Heimlash is a flopper. I'm like, dude, every player does the same thing in the same spot. That's what they coach to do. Yep. Um, anyway, I, I agree. It was 100% a dive and 100% it was a try to the Broncos. Cherubin played the rules and got away with it. Had D yep, played by the rules. <laughs> yes. No, it's more manipulated. Cheat more often. Cheat more often. Oh, well, like Sharks or someone. Uh, all right, take us away, Jared. Uh, okay, so seven fifty. Newcastle. All right, so there's not much has changed here. The biggest change that come in was Fitzgibbon came into the second row from injury, a which big, I think a, that's a big yeah, up. it's a big in. So you got Safidi McCulloch playing against his old team. How funny is it that they signed Luke and McCulloch playing against them this week? <laughs> Um, and then you what? got Clemmer in the front. 
They signed Luke, Broncos did. Yeah. And McCullough's playing against them this week. Oh, like, yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cody uh, Bates right. will start, won't he? Yeah. So you got Safidi, McCulloch, and Clemmer in the front row. Then you got Matautia and Fitzgibbon. Then you got SASA in the forward pack. And you got yeah. Mitchell Pierce, Kurt Mann, still. Um, he gets in. He's, he, he hurt his ankle ankle two weeks ago, and then he yeah. hurt it again last week. <laughs> is that is that um, what's the dog's name? Smudge. <laughs> I just heard him yeah. cut through the microphone. Yeah, it's recording. Hey, <laughs> <Get out>, Smudge. <laughs> if you're watching yeah, this YouTube, you would have just seen a rat and a flano. <laughs> okay, then you got. Um, yeah, Kurt Mann got injured two weeks in a row, but he's still named. And you've got Bradman Best, Inari Tuala, Edric Lee, Heimel Hunt, and Caelan Palmer at fullback. Um, and then you've got Tex Hoy at 14 with Jacob yes. Safedi, Tim, Tim Glasby, and Aiden Guerra with Shibasaki and Solo um, uh, rounding out the 19. And we'd expect them both to fall out, eh? Yeah, I don't. The, the biggest thing I'm surprised about, as I said, man has hurt his ankle in the last two weeks. They must be pretty sure he's going to be all right. Well, they. I think you've got Tex Hoy on the energy. Yeah, you bring Shibasaki yeah. there. I guess. I just thought they might have had Crossland just in case, but it is what it is. I got a question for you in that team because Barnett comes out in round eight because yeah. this was an easy drop for Fence Given that has dropped. Um, Brody Jones and drop Guerra to the bench. Yeah. Who do you drop out of Safidi, Glasby, and Guerra to bring Barnett in? What's or do you drop? Or do you drop? Been coming on as a prop, hadn't he? Yeah. So, or do you drop Matautia? It's got to be one of them. It'll be Safidi or Matautia. Yeah, it's really because they've both been playing pretty well. So it's a hard. It's gonna be a hard decision for Adam O'Brien. Yeah, but All right. um, and it's. Um, well is better than both of their pretty well. So yeah, Glasby and then honors your prop. Could it? Yeah, it's not going to be Guerra. I don't think. Yeah, and see that's the thing. I'm contract I'm, for next year, does he? Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't. Not yet. So could so he? Interesting. What happens? There? Yeah. Um, okay. Next for the Broncos, you got Haas, Pack, Pax, Lodge, and then you got Pangai Junior returning, which I think is fantastic. Fitzgibbon versus Pangai. I think it's going to be a great battle. And then you've got Alex Glenn and Pat Carrigan rounding out the four pack. And that's also a question. Um, if Alex Glenn wasn't the captain of the Broncos, Fafita slots in there and takes his spot. Yeah. Where do you put Glenn when Fafita goes? Do you put Glenn on the bench as captain and have Carrigan your main captain or what? I don't know. Like, it's a hard, hard decision. I was actually talking to a mate a couple of days ago. You reckon drop Boyd, put Glenn in the centers that is defense, defensive center. And then, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. Do that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting what Seabold does there because Fafita's easily their starting second row by far. Yeah, so unless they just put Tavita back to lock like they've trialed before. Yeah, and the drop Carrigan, you reckon? To the bench, yeah. Yeah. All right, then you got Which would be suck. So he's been... I know Haas gets all the accolades, but Carrigan's been their best forward this year. Yeah, and then you got Croft, Milford, Boyd, Farnsworth. Farnsworth has been moved to the centres. Oates has been moved back to the wing, which I yeah. we discussed how stupid that was last week. Yeah. Um, Oates... Uh, sorry, Oates and Coates on the wings. 
Very, that's going to be fun to listen to. <laughs> and then you got a sarco. Um, for the bench, Adam's going to have to cover you in that because my phone has just killed itself. So right, what's Tessie, Tessie Neu, uh, Ben Teo on the bench again, Joe Opperham Gowie and Tom Flegler. Um, and then and there is Isaac a, Luke. You've got Isaac Luke and Tom Durden. So there are rumours that Isaac Luke's going to come straight into the 17. Um, oh, you're going to be dropping off there. Tessie Neu is more of an outside back. Uh, I don't see. I, I, I reckon Tessie Neu or Corey Pax. Well, Isaac Luke's not going to play 80 and Corey Pax isn't going to play 80. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Luke didn't make the team. There's put him on ice for a week and then bring him in next week just to get used to their structures. Yeah, Seabold's, yeah, Seabold, Seabold's a good guy. Wait, but this game, um, who are you tipping? Who are you tipping for this? Don't care. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, cares? Uh, I'll. Uh... I'm not taking anything out of the Broncos game last week because, yeah, they started on fire, but in Sunday they couldn't have gotten any worse from the week before and their entire game plan was kick the ball to Coates. Um, And then Manly played half better the second half and won. Knights played pretty damn... played pretty well against Melbourne in saying that Melbourne still haven't been at their best. So, oh, I'm probably going to go the Knights. Um, I know Broncos are, are going to get a win again at some point, but there's nothing to suggest in their play that they've. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Broncos haven't scored after half time in their past three games. Yeah. So for me, obviously I'm going Newcastle. Um, I just think the difference in the squads will be Pierce, a senior half. Um, probably directing Newcastle around better than oh. Croft and Milford will. Imagine the Broncos think... had some experienced hooker on there. Yeah, <laughs> funny enough. Yeah, that's what I think. I think Newcastle wins just on their experience. But um, that in saying that too, if Newcastle don't contain that massive forward pack with Pango back for the Broncos, Broncos could run over them in the first. Yeah, but Broncos also don't have a Kalen Ponger in their team. Yeah, that's right. So it just comes You'd down to Pierce. for like five years ago. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of lean more towards Pierce being the difference because Milford can turn it on when he wants to. Um, but Broncos just don't have that old head in their team who's going to lead them around the park like Pierce will. And I think that's what's going to get them over the, over the line. And I, um, I think if it was the Knights last year without the kind of defense they've showcased at times this year, um, yeah. I'd have more reservations, but their defense has actually looked really solid. And we yeah. talked already how the score last week was a bit, probably more of a blowout than the game suggested. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh. I, it says Luke has been named, but is likely to come on the bench as backup for Corey Pax. So I, I really, really hope that Bradman Bess runs over Darius Boyd. I, I, I kind of wish that. Oh, they're, they're not, they'll be on opposite sides. Oh, will they? Oh, that means he's got a good... <laughs> Inari Tuala hasn't really shied a, fought to, a shot too much this year. This is his big chance. So, in saying that too, exactly. Farnworth coming in off the bench. Uh, coming in off the wing, sorry, to first Brad and Best. That'll be fun. Well, well, see, that'd be a good battle because Farnsworth and Coates have the really height, the height kind of thing. So you have 
No, no but Co- Coates, Coates is with Boyd and Farnworth is, is with Corey Oates. Corey what, Oates fun? via Coates. So Ed- Edric Lee versus Corey Oates? No. So it's two, it's two versus five. So you'll have Edric, so Edric versus Xavier Coates. So Edric Lee's teamed up with Bradman Best on the left-hand side. What? No. Yes. Yes. Because remember when Penrith, when he blew that try against Penrith, he threw it to Edric Lee or threw it behind Edric Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the left-hand side is Bradman Best and Edric Lee. On the other side is Inari Tulala and Highmore Hunt. Oh, okay, it's just not how they had it so, written down here. So I've got two, three, four, five, yes. two and three, and four and five are on separate. So it's going to be going to be interesting. Um, whoever the whoever whatever combination is will be interesting. If if Darius Boyd is on the right, which I think he is, that's Newcastle's main main attack. Is on the on uh, on. Uh, Boyd plays on the left. Cause that's where he scored oh, okay. Manly. Okay, so that's all right then. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So you'll be versing, yeah, your right edge. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, but either way, it's going to be, it's just going to come down to Pierce, I reckon. Yeah. So it'll be, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'm going with that as well. So Kendi and Jamil Hopawadi have dropped out altogether. So see you, Hopawadi, you're out of my fantasy squad. I tried to get rid of you last week, but didn't have enough trading room. All right, uh, our first Friday night game is the Rabbitohs versus the Warriors uh, at Bank West. Oh, sorry, that first game's uh, at Central Coast at Gosford. Uh, six o'clock Friday night, Rabbitohs versus Warriors. So, uh, Souths haven't, uh, have no changes um, from last week. Latrell Mitchell at fullback with Dane Gagai and Alex Johnson on the wings. Uh, Campbell Graham, Braden Burns in the centres. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds in the halves. Davida Totola and Tom Burgess, who was massive for them last week. Um, starting prop, Damian Cook at hooker, Jaden Sewer and Ethan Lowe in the second row with Cameron Murray at lock. Interchange, Liam Knight, Patrick Margo, Tom Amone and Bailey Sirenen. In reserves, uh, there's James Roberts again, uh, Keon Kolomatangi, Corey Allen and Mark Nichols. So third week in a row, Roberts has been named. Uh, still waiting to see whether he... We'll be back. Um, anything else? It's just, oh, I reckon he'll be back. I reckon yeah. he'll be playing this weekend. And we've talked about that last week. He'll probably come straight in for uh, Braden Burns, is what we'd assume. Uh, Warriors starting to get some players back now. Roger Tuavasashek at fullback. Patrick Herbert and Adam Pompey on the wings with Peter Hiku, Hattrick Hero last week, and Jared Beal in the centres. Jaman Tanua Brown, Lachlan Burr as props with Wade Egan at hooker. Alicia Katoa, Katoa Tohu Harris, Adam Blair uh, as your second rows and lock. Interchange, Carl Lawton, Puasa Far Masili, King Vuni Yayawa and Jack Murchie. However, it's interesting when you look at the reserves this week. You've got David Fusatua, Ignatius Parsi and Isaiah Papalihi. Uh, wow. Fisatua and Papalihi back from uh, injuries and Parsi back from concussion and suspension. And they all three of them were starters at times, especially Fusatua and Papalihi. Yeah, I I, if, if they're right. Coming in. So if they're right. Side, but yeah. if they come onto the interchange, you'd be assuming that um, the two, uh, the low knee in Pharma Silly will 
make way because he's only here for another game. Uh, and Fusatura would go straight into the back line, probably at the expense of Adam Pompey. You can put him straight on the wing unless yeah. they're going to put him in centres for Jared Beal. Yeah. Because you're going to, uh, they're going to keep Hiku and Herbert. Yeah. So yeah, that's, Pompey. that's right. Um, yeah. So, oh, you said you didn't care about that game. I'm not overly fussed about this game. <laughs> to be honest, I think this has got some. Um, I think this one's got some points in it. Like Warriors throw it around. Uh, there's been a second week in a row of the Rabbitohs pretty much at their full strength, minus Roberts. Um, I, I'm, I'm still going to go the Rabbits. I think they might have. Yeah. They might just have a bit more stability still. Um, even though Warriors have been here a while, they're still getting players back in. It's going to be another week of a different team, a different lineup for them. But if uh, Fusatua passing Papali, he do come in. Uh, something to keep an eye out for. But I think this one's going to be one. It's going to be one out wide, I think, because how how much Luttrell um, yeah. improved last week, sweeping out the back. Uh, two of us, Sheck will be doing the same thing. We're looking at this Ford pack's almost going to cancel each other out in different ways. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of getting annoyed at the Warriors with, with regards to two of us, Sheck. Mm. Um, he he's he's one of the, when, when he was at Roosters, and I know he played on the wing, but in yeah. saying that too. They don't put him in enough positions where he can create something. Like no, they don't have the go for it, like the the role. Yeah. Like he he seems. I know he gets over two hundred meters per game or around about that, but he just seems to be the person doing a lot of work. Yeah, like a workhorse player doing a lot of shit runs, um, and they kind of just give it to him and go, "Here you go, Roger. I hope you can score a try for us." Yes, and it really annoys me about how because. How it was like Ponger at the Knights last, uh, the year before last. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And when when you've got someone in that team who's he's literally been carrying the Warriors for three, what, years. three years now, and it, it annoys me because he's so much, he's got so much talent in his running game that's not being utilized yeah. as much as it should be. And and you saw last week with the Rabbitohs, Tom Burgess having a blinder. The go yeah. for that it gave, and then um, yeah, how much more time it made Mitchell, like especially Mitchell, look like he had. Yeah, so just bombarded with the defense. I think I think that's the thing. Warriors really need to focus on giving two of us a check some space mm-hmm. in good position to finish something off because he, 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 I think he's wasted. He's honestly been wasted there for about three years, and it shits me to tears. Because he's still playing at an elite level. He's probably still the second best fullback in the NRL in the top three. I'm sorry, Trevojevic. But um, he he's not getting the opportunities Tedesco and Trevojevic are getting. Yeah, that's a different And it annoys me. Yeah, it annoys me because Trevojevic and Tedesco, they've got so good... I think it's coaches telling the team, getting the team... In position to utilize, yeah, to utilize. Yeah, you think so, Tony'd be able to bring some of that after seeing Melbourne do it for years for Slater? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and it just, oh, yeah. Well, it, I think we're both both going rabbits in that one. Yeah, yeah, easy. 
All right. Uh, you got the second one on Friday night. Panthers. Okay. So storm. this is a game I'm really interested in. Um, it's para, uh, Penrith lost to Parra last week. What did I week, say? Up a really did I say fight. Penrith, didn't I? Yeah, Penrith in the storm. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So they got Fisher-Harris, Corothau, and Tambo in the front row with Martin Kikau and Yo in the second row. Uh, then you got Cleary, Luai again. It's still annoying me. Luai's there. Stephen Crichton, Young Gun, and Dean Fare, old head. With Brian Toto, Josh Mansell, and jo- Dylan Edwards has been named over Caleb Akins. Yep. I'm so dis- I, I I understand how good Edwards is, but I oh, he's got Caleb a one game in him. Yeah, so. Who needs a fullback in NRL? Because I reckon someone's got to be asking about Caleb Aiken. I reckon he's an NRL standard player. And then you've got Matt Burden at 14 with Ted Ivano, Leota, and Billy Burns come on to the squad. So... Out there. Oh, Kurt, Kurt Catewell of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Kurt, that's what we're going to say. Kurt Catewell has been injured. So um, Liam Martin comes starting with Billy Burns. Coming on to the interchange, yeah. And then you've got Mitch Kenny, Brent Naden, Jack Everington, and Caleb Aikens. Round that, you're 21. Okay, Melbourne. So you've got Christian Welch, Cam Smith, and Jesse Bromwich. Um, it is pretty well rumoured that... Well, not rumoured. It's probably nearly 95% true that Brandon Smith's probably going to start in the front row again for him. He hasn't let Bellamy down in the last two weeks, so why, why stop now? And you've got Kenny Bromwich... Felice Cafusi and Dale Fanukin. Then you got Jax holds his spot with Cam Munster. Franco Lee also holds his spot. Justin Olam. And then you got Vunavalo, Adakar, and Pappenhausen. You got Brandon Smith at 14 with Fasav Maleluli. And then Eisenhoof and Asofa, Asofa Solomona. Looks like he's permanently on the bench now. And you got Max King, Marion Sevy, Jerome Hughes, and Momorowski. So Momorowski finally gets his name in the 21. And Jerome Hughes, didn't expect to see him, but he's only had one week out with a broken hand that he had surgery. Yeah. So, so uh, I'd say he's uh, literally as a reserve. I'd be surprised if he pushed for a... Yeah, so a I, I reckon... A proper um, halfback in the reserves. I think, I think this could be a really good game. But I'm going to go Melbourne with how smart they are. See, I've called them the Pembroke Kickouts before, just because of the fact that they every no, time they the, need it's something, it's the Kickout Panthers. Kickout Panthers. Okay, that actually sound makes them sound pretty cool though. Yeah, I didn't do it. Um, where he, he he's just I'd say eighty percent of their attack is really yeah. armor Kickout, and the other twenty to fifteen to twenty percent is Crichton right now. So it's all that left-hand side with, with on that. Um, and I think Melbourne will be too smart to let that happen this week. See, so I, I'm going to uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of things because I think this is a game of the week that I've put in my bet on. And um, I found some pretty good value, I thought. So... Penrith played pretty damn well last week against a Parramatta team who's playing better than Melbourne is. Now, yep. Penrith could win that game if they played that same level against Parramatta and they played it this week. There's a chance they could have won because it was such a close game. 
Now, they're paying $2.55 outsiders against Melbourne, who are at $1.50. So almost a dollar outsider. And that's probably based more on history and consistency of performance over time rather than form, I would say. Now, you can take that into Nathan Cleary um, to score a try at any time in this match. And Nathan Cleary, um, I'm going to eat some for this, but um, performs really good in big games. He wasn't flustered at all by origin when he came in. Um, he didn't do anything. Came back. Yeah, but he wasn't flustered. He just had to do his thing. That was his, his role. Uh, his first game back last week was arguably the biggest game of the season uh, for, for their club anyway. He looked brilliant. So he's on $4 to score a try at any time. Into Penrith to win gives you $7.50. So, yeah, it's, an, it, it's more on your, your roughy sort of shot. But is it outside the realm for Penrith to win this if they play like they did last week? No, it's not. For them to play next like they did last week, Nathan Cleary's got to have a starting role. Starring role. So I'm going Penrith to win with Ooh. Cleary um, scoring a try. Wow. At $7. Um, the only thing I doubt with what you said there, and Penrith could definitely prove me wrong, is yeah, I don't two think... Weeks in a row. Well, yeah, I don't think that... Because that's the best I've seen Penrith play in... Ever. Well... Yeah, really, especially the squad they've got. So if they can keep that up with two weeks, two weeks in a row, they'll beat um, Melbourne. But they've got to do it, and I, and they haven't proven they can. So we'll see how we go. Actually, I'm going to put that bet on, but I'm going to tip Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't go against them. Like they've been, they've been getting it, getting it done for me, and they've just looked like shit. Compared to what their yeah. usual standards are, and what's their record? Like, are they four and one still? Uh, who Penrith? No, Melbourne. Oh no, they're, they're not. They're not four. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, I'm still gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna tip Melbourne, but I'm gonna bet on <laughs> Penrith. Okay. Look, have a look. Where are they? Um. Yeah, four and one. Are they? Oh, there you go. I'm surprised. They're playing like crap. And I was like, oh, yeah. for Melbourne standards. So, uh, okay. And Penrith, uh, three, one, and one. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, this this game is going to be the best game in the round. Gold Coast versus St. George. Oh, this will be a cracker. I'll call this one. <laughs> All right. The diminutive back line, let's call them that. Everyone who doesn't know what their actual positions are. So, Corey Thompson signed during the week, gets a starting spot straight into fullback. Welcome. Um, Anthony Don, Philip Sammy. Uh, I will say this. Yeah. Um, Philip Sammy would be like, fuck you. Yeah. For that. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I know. Uh, Brian Kelly, young time appear in the centers. Ash Taylor, Jamal Fogarty. He's looked good since coming in the NRL. I actually quite enjoy watching him play. Fodder Waker, Sam Lasane in the at prop, Aaron Clark at hooker, Kevin Proctor, Bryce Cartwright, second row, Joy Arrow at lock, with Tanner Boyd, Jimin Jolif, Keegan Hipgrave, and Tyron Peachy on the interchange. Once again on the reserves, Tyron Roberts, Joe Whitbread, Jared Wallace, and Bo Fermore. Now, 
There was interesting some comments that came out this week. Um, supposedly something about Matt Duffy's performance last week. Mary McGregor had come and spoken him through the week and said, because there'd been rumours about Dufty going to the Titans. And McGregor said, you can go up there and you'll definitely play 20 games for the Titans or you can stay here and prove that you belong for 20 games at the Dragons and pretty much train and play your way into a starting spot. So he's pretty much saying, our team's better than Titans. You get a walk on 20 games there. Or is he going to have to fight and earn it? Um, yeah, and, and I'm fucking hoping that with that comment that Titans win, but Dufty scores two tries. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so Dufty gets his starting position at fullback. Pereira and Ravalawa on the wings. Um, Ewan Aitken, Zach Lomax, who look good out in the centres. Corey Norman, Adam Clune in the halves. Uh, Josh Kerr, who was cracking for the Dragons last week. And Paul Vaughan is prop. Cam McInnes um, at hooker with Tyson Frizzell, Tyrell Fui Mayono in the second row, James Graham at lock. Ben Hunt starts on the bench. We know that he'll come on and play hooker at some point. Cam McInnes will drop to lock at that stage. Trent Merrin and Blake Laurie and Jacob Host are also on the interchange. With Tristan Saylor, Jason Saab, both named as reserves, as is Corbin Sims. Uh, I would not be surprised not if Tristan Saylor... I would not be surprised if Tristan Saylor gets a run sooner rather than later. Especially and if they Saab, lose this game. Especially if they lose this game, I reckon Tristan Saylor will be starting. And if Dufty plays well, he'll play fullback next week. That plays <laughs> bad, sorry. He'll be fullback. Uh, well, if Dragons win this, that's three in a row, isn't it? No. Two in a row. But yeah, no, because they lost to the Bulldogs. Oy. Yeah. Oy. And then, all right, so I just want to throw this out there. So they can win the next – they can win two in a row if they win this week. Um, the next five games for St. George, including this round. Gold Coast, and then they have the Roosters. Easy. And then they have Canberra. Mm-hmm. And then they have Manly. Mm-hmm. And then they have the team that beat them two weeks ago, Bulldogs. <laughs> so, if you look at things in real life, a dragon would beat a rooster in a fight, and a dragon would beat a raider and most likely an eagle. So Okay, so... Dragons um, should go five for five. Next game for your... Pick anything. Oh. <laughs> I already said I'd go Dragons, you idiot. Did you? How'd you feel yeah. so confidently? There's going to be 2,000 fans up there for the Titans. That's like that whole yeah. minute base. Yeah, that's been a joke. Well, it was a joke that came out today. Gold Coast um, have to fight, go out and find 2,000 people to sit in the stands today because they don't have 2,000 oh, members. That's not nice. Kieran, Kieran will be there. The game. We like uh, next game. Who are you picking? Oh, who are you picking? Blah. Huh. Okay. Pick dragons, but I want Titans to win. There you go. All right. All so, right. Yeah, next you went game. Dragons, I went Dragons. We both went Storm. Yeah. Okay. Next game. Gross. West Tigers versus North Queensland. You got Zane Musgrove, Harry Grant, and Josh Alawai. Every time you do this, row. I'm like, Zane Musgrove doesn't play fullback. You start with nah. the forwards. It's all good. Uh, then you got Luciano, Leilu. I think he was. A little, he, he might have had a bit of a niggling hamstring, I feel, yeah. last week. They've got a lot of... Yeah, and then you've got Luke Garner comes back. And 
Alex Twelve. Do you know how he said he's really underrated? He's the mm. top tackler of twenty twenty. Made yeah. the most tackles. Huh. Well, usually it's like Jake Fran and Cam McInnes, but Alex Twelve's come ahead of him. Um, and then you got Luke Brooks, Josh Reynolds gets his spot again. Moses Zembai, BJ Leilua, and then you got Robert Jennings, Dave, David Norfoluma, and Adam Dewey. Then you got Eisenhoof. back with McKaylee McIntyre. Who's McIntyre? Sam McIntyre. Little little Will. And then you got <laughs> Michael Cheekham. And then you got big old Benji. Oh, that's right. Chris Lawrence was dropped. That's yeah, why. Chris Lawrence and then Billy Walters and then Reese Hoffman. Reese Hoffman. Um, so there's a, like, you got Marshall Lawrence and Walters. You're pretty decent, handy players to come there on your 18 to 20 players. All right. For Cowboys, you got Josh McGuire, Reese Robson, and Francis Molo on the front row. Uh, where is Jordan McLean? He's injured. Is he? Ooh, yeah. oh, shit. And uh, you got Cohen Hess, Mitch Dunn, and Jason Tomalola. That's a very um, weak forward pack compared to what they usually do. Ooh, that's good. There you go. You got Jake Clifford, Scott Drinkwater, SN Masters, O'Neill, Felt, Lemmy Lou, and then you got Tabau Fido. He was good last week on debut. Bit yeah, he, playing at fullback now, but. Yeah. And then Adam's going to have to take that away because my phone killed itself again. In the reserves. Tom yep. Oppichit, Shane Wright, Ruben Cotter, and Emery Pere. So, okay, so a lot of inexperience in this lineup. Yeah, I'm actually going Tigers for this game. They're missing, Cowboys are missing too much. Yeah. And, Cow, and Tigers can pull anything out as far as I'm concerned. So without Val Holmes, without um, McLean. McLean. He's a big, yeah. I'm going Tigers just because of the fact that I love what Michael Maguire is doing down there. Um, the second week in a row, earnest. Granville hasn't even been in the 21. Sorry, I just yeah. realised. Um, it'd be a good battle between Harry Grant and Reese Robson, though. Ooh, two that young, would be good. Gun. Yeah. So, two young, probably, I think they're both Queensland hookers. Callum so versus Luke Garner. Yeah, I actually know, I think. I'd say Reese Robson, he's a, he's a New South Wales boy, I would say. Let's have a look at that. But, yeah, so I'm going Tigers on that. So am I, actually. Yeah. Cowboys yeah, so. look good. They've looked really slow the last couple of weeks. Yeah, especially with... Um, yeah. Especially with I a just, lot I'm of... I'm just um, looking at him going, without Holmes there, where is the points going to come from? Because SM Arthurs yeah. looks like a shell of himself. But in saying that, this will be his first game against his old team. So that always um, uh, can, can be like a Kickstarter. And he might need one because he's been... I couldn't even get rid of him in Supercoach this week because I just had to get rid of a couple others instead. And i got to wait for his price to go back up. Can't really go much further down. Um, that's right. Sam McIntyre replaces Alex Safer. Yeah, we covered that. Yeah, I guess um, I'm going Tigers as well. Yeah, okay. So, Reese Robson is a blue. Of course he is. Um, Harry Grant versus Reese Robson might be a future state of origin um, matchup right there. That's it. 
which is pretty cool. This one's the match that around. Oh, I can't wait for this one. This is going to be a fantastic game. Um, oh, it's you want me to do it? Yeah, all right. Uh, Roosters okay. Eels, 7.35 p.m. Uh, at Bank West Stadium. Oh, it's an away game for the Eels, finally. Oh, no, it's not. That's a Bank West. It's all good. All right, Roosters back line. It's like a broken record here. Tedesco at fullback with Tupo and Brett Morris on the wings. Josh Morris and Joseph Mano in the centres. Luke Keery, Kyle Flanagan in the halves. Jared Warrior Hargraves is back after his suspension with Jake Friend and Siatekiaho and the front row. Boyd Corner and Angus Crichton coming off his double last week and Victor Radley at lock. Sam Verrills, Isaac Liu, Nat Butcher and Lindsay Collins on the interchange, which pushes Orbison and Satili Tupania out of the squad. Ryan Hall and Lachlan Lamb are in the reserves. They're not going to come in. Parramatta, Clinton Gutherson, Michael at fullback, Sevo and Ferguson on the wings with Jennings and Blake in the centres. Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses in the halves. Ring Campbell Gillard after his month's performance last week. Starts with Junior Paulo in the prop position with Reed Marnie at hooker. Sean Lane, Ryan Madison at second row and Nathan Brown at loft. Ray Stone, Murata, Niakore, Oregon Kafusi and Penny Terrapo on the interchange. So Kafusi the in there for Kane Evans who's suspended. Our reserves, Takia, uh, Takarangi, Gower, Jennings and Field. Neither of these teams are going to change, I would say. Oh, God, this is going to be good. Okay, so for me... One, one guarantee is Jennings is going to score a try. Because it's oh. 50 and it's against a previous club of his for two weeks in a row and he couldn't get it done against Penrith, so it'll happen here. Okay, so I'm actually putting my bet on here and the story behind it is... Well, kind of. Um, the story behind it is, I believe this game is going to go to go go even, one of two ways. I reckon no it's going way. to go either. Yeah, uh, no, not the ways you think. I reckon it's going to be either Golden Point, mm. which is my bet. That's going at fifteen dollars to be Golden Point. Really? Yep. Wow. Will it be extra time? Got fifteen dollars. Yeah, okay. Yep. Or Roosters will be 20 plus. What's it? Adam's looking at me fun. What? I'm I'm, I'm thinking. It's only paying $2.50 for 13 plus. Really? Um, Yep. Um, I honestly think that Roosters are that far ahead. They're going to do it. I. I don't think um, Parramatta knows what's going to hit them this weekend. They haven't come up a team against a team as good as the Roosters yet. Well, no, any, there's no one else as good as the Roosters, but I don't think they've come up against a team um, at that good. So, yeah, I reckon that it's either going to go to Golden Point, it's going to be an amazing game, or Roosters win 20 plus. That's my school. That's my bet. So which one are you betting on? Oh, extra time. I reckon it's more of a chance of that happening with Roos. Roos is winning, but I I don't see Parramatta winning this game. I don't think they they've had a very good run and they've been very good 
But in saying that too, Roosters are just... I've said it a million times. They are scaring me of how good they have been. And with Tedesco and Flanagan... and Flanagan's been playing really well. And with Kiri... Robertson been ripping into them after the game last week after they won by... Yeah. And like, you know, you got... You got Corner there. You've got Maria Hargraves. Everywhere that Parramatta are strong, you line them up against their opposite number, and they've got just as good as a player there. Like it scares me. Like, I mean, this is round going. So it's round. They played five games. They're four and against at the hundred and eight. Yeah, and they've lost. They're two averaging. Games. They're averaging twenty-two points. Four, and they've lost two games. Yeah, oh, and. Crap. Yeah, and like they so pretty oh, much I understand. I understand the Roosters have had a few, uh, let's say those hundred series. Yeah, e- easy games. You know, they came up against the Bulldogs last week, which which is not a contest. But um, when they've flogged someone, you don't even go. Oh, that looks pretty cool. You just sit there and go, "Wow, like yeah. wow, what that that is amazing." And I don't do that at the um, Parramatta. I, don't, I just don't do it. And, yeah, like I said, when you match them up one by one, because I had a look at the two teams today, yeah. I just see Roosters that far. And, look, this isn't taking anything away from Parramatta. I know I'll cop it from one Parramatta fan, especially. Um, he sends me a message every time I criticise Para. Yeah. They're still really good, but Roosters are just that far ahead. They also haven't won two premierships in a row. Yeah, and I just don't think... I just think Parramatta are going to um, realise where they're at compared to the Roosters this weekend. That's what I reckon. So, it's going to be a good game. Um, so. It's come out this week. Like It looks as though Cleary will keep his New South Wales position, but you've got um, Moses against Kiri, who uh, yeah, people expect is, him to come up into 5'8". Yeah, which so is That'll amazing. be a bit of a battle there. Yeah. Um, You've got Ryan yeah. Madison versus Crichton and Cordner. Cordner going for a... Yeah. Well, Sean, Sean Lane, I, I understand he's not in that level, but he's been playing pretty well as well. Mm. But um, if he comes up against Cordner, Cordner would just cut him in half every single time he runs. And then, oh, and then you look at the Morris brothers just out there as the probably the... Unknown. How's this like? How's this as a flashback? The Morris brothers versus Jennings. Like, yeah. This is going. How good back, is it? Going back ages. Yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah. With, I'm going Roosters as well, but I never thought I'd. Oh, it still makes me sick to say I'm looking forward to watching Roosters versus Parramatta. Oh, oh I'm looking forward to it. I'm teeing up for this game. I reckon. give me a fantastic game. I just. I think Parramatta are going to be in for a bit of a reality check, especially since they played that amazing game against Pembroke last week. That's it. Like, no. they they wouldn't have beat the Roosters if they played at that level last week. And that's where that's where you got to look at because they were probably at their best last week. So, yeah. All right. Um, I'll do this next. I'm not really excited about it this week. But ever since I've said Touchwood to Manly, not getting injuries, that's pretty much what's happened. And then just put rats out. In saying that too, this is going to be a very good game. Still, I reckon Manly have a crack here. I'm actually, I actually tipped them. Um, 
Uh, Canberra, Charles Nickel clocks that at fullback. This is the first game on Sunday, the four o'clock slot. So this will be on your channel nine as well. Uh, Charles Nickel clocks that at fullback with Jordan Rapana and Nick Kotrick on the wing. So Rapana is spot there. Jared Croker and Curtis Scott in the centres. Probably been their weakest position so far this year, the centres. Um, Croker hasn't been. Only, only their right hand centre. Well, Croker hasn't been. Yeah, defensively he's fine. Oh, defensively. Attacking, yeah. attackingly, attacking wise, he's never been overly strong. He's just been safe. Curtis Scott. But he usually, pick that. I don't think he's scored a try this year yet. Oh, let's have a look. But Curtis Scott's been their biggest. That's it. I'd, I'd say it. weakness. Yep, I do agree with that. Jack White and at five eight, George Williams can't wait to see Jack's eye. That's where I'd be hitting him straight away. Um, Josh Papali and Soliola at starting props with Josh Hodson at hooker. Uh, Joseph right. Afane, Elliot Whitehead in the second row, and Corey Hawes were at lock. Sylvia Harvili, Emre Gula, Ryan Sutton, Hudson Young. First game back since his uh, eye gouging. Oh, he's back. Jesus Christ. Um, back on the interchange. So that pushes Dynamis Louis into the reserves. So Hudson Young's coming for Dynamis Louis. Um, uh, Jerry Croker, right back in reserves. So they got no utility back this week. Ah, uh, that's a bit different. The Raiders. Okay. But I'm interested. I'm very interested with uh, one of Manly's reserves, and we'll get to that. Um, Are you right? Jared Croker hasn't scored a try. There we go. Uh, Tom Trebojevic at fullback for Manly. Now, this is where the changes start. So, George Tafilwa is still out with that quad strain. So, Davida Funa keeps his position. Uh, uh. Prizes for guessing where Canberra is going to be kicking. Brad Parker is in centre. Moses Sully is out for three weeks. So, Brendan Elliott gets his first um, game of the season in centre with Ruben Garrick um, on the wing. Now, that back line does not look scary at all, except for Trebojevic. Yeah, um, Dylan Walker at 5'8", and Cherry Evans at the half. So, if ever there was a time for Walker to be playing centres, it would be this week. I still think there's a chance it could happen based on who's picked in the reserves. Uh, Fords, Adin Fanua Blake. Uh, Martin Tapao did not uh, recover from his dislocated thumb. So, Taniela Paseca gets a start at prop with Danny Levi at hooker. Joel Thompson, Curtis Sirinan is back for Manly with Jake Trebojevic at lock. The interchange is Lachlan Croker. Jack Gosowski, Sean Kepi and Morgan Boyle comes back in. To yes, Sisley. yes. Morgan Boyle, the, yes. the 28, 80-year-old. Yes. To uh, Sisley yes. has been named on the reserves for the first time, as is Abbas Miski. He's a reserve wing. Hamul, yeah. a... Olakata Atu, he's that massive man-child. And Cade Cust, that's my boy. So you reckon Lachlan Cust is going to get put in at six, Cade Cust is going to get at 14, Yeah, and Brandon Elliott is going to get dropped. Brandon Elliott is going to get dropped. Huh? And Brandon Elliott is going to get dropped. Yeah, it could do, um, depending on how they go at training through the week. Uh, Cade Cust could even go straight into 5'8". And Walker into the centres. I would put Lachlan Croker just because he's been playing. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised because it's Hasler. Um, as a non-Manly supporter, I reckon you might... I don't know. Like, Manly won last week and they played horribly. Um, and they just got pipped by Parramatta the week before and they played... 
not as well as Power, I guess, overall, but they still play pretty it, good. It just depends on... Amber, what they do last week? Uh, they won. They, won they, down, they went down to Newcastle the week before. No, yeah, they beat Kit Tigers 14 6. It's not a good game. Oh, that's right. That was that yeah, really good grinding um, yeah. game. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, still, I'm sticking with Manly. Um, but in saying that, too, Canberra could put a score on them when you look at that back line. Yeah, this is the worst, like. One to thirteen, I've seen Manly put out in in since almost every round last year. Actually, against Ramon injury. Yeah, I was going to say last year. Yeah. When Brandon Elliott was like a ninety percent starter. Wow. Um, yeah. This is what I was worried about this year is our debt. So yeah, no, I of course I'm going to tip Manly, but. Boys, you're just gonna you're gonna have to do me so proud this week. Come on, you got this. Just just look at Curtis Scott and run at him. And after I've said that, he's gonna score a hat trick now. So, okay. So next game. to finish the round. This lamp. All right. So let's go. Cool. Next game. Yeah. Right, for Cronulla versus Canterbury. Six thirty on a Sunday night. You got Aaron Woods, Brayley. Oh yeah, duh. Okay, so I'm going to say this, that the two games that Jaden Braley played has been better than the five games Blake Braley's played already. Um, he hasn't done much. He's just mainly tackled. He hasn't done too much in attack. And they said he's the attacking brother out of the two of them. So I'm hoping Newcastle... I'm Sorry, I'm leaning towards Newcastle getting a better deal out of the two, out of that one. Out of a two-game uh, thing. Yeah, Jaden probably played fucking well. Uh, all right, Woods, Braley, and Fafida. He's come out and said he's the fittest he's ever been. Um, he's squatting 300. Oh, I don't think he said he's the fittest he's ever been. He feels the the most um, comfortable, the huh. strongest he's ever felt. He's actually put on kilos. Yeah. Um, and then you got Wade Graham, Nakora, and Williams. I think that's... um. Cronulla's best four-pack. I, I really like that four-pack. I wonder how heavy Fafita is, because he came out and said he was 119 before COVID hit, and he's put on weight, muscle in areas that he needed to, like in his legs yeah. and stuff. Oh, he, yeah. he looks overweight. I'm like, shit, if you've put um, weight okay. since 119. Yeah. Um, Chad Tanzan comes back. That's a big thing. No, he was back yeah. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Sean Johnson, Jesse Ramey, and Josh Dugan, Hiroti, Katoa, and Kennedy. Oh, I wonder who's missing. Moylan. Oh, oh no. Um, and then Adam's going to take it with my piece of crap phone is blown up again. Interchange. Toby Rudolph, Braden Hammond, ULA, Siasifa, Talakai, and Royce Hunt. Um, don't be surprised if Toby Rudolph starts. Feeders, yeah. um, he said he's carrying more weight, but he's going to be playing less minutes and making those minutes more efficient. And Rudolph started again last week, so expect him to start for Feeder coming off the bench, I would say. I know I called Rudolph as a starter this year, but he's been playing really well. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's been really solid for um, considering, you know, they had the Jack, Jack Williams, Billy McGoolis, um, 
They had a few really good young players coming through, and I think he's been the pick of their forward pack all year. I think Sharks My- fans will be happy to see Connor Tracy on the reserves rather than on the interchange. Yeah. And Bryson Goodwin has been named in the reserves after his yeah. um, signing midweek. Uh, do you want to do Bulldogs or do you want me to go through it? Just hold up for a second and see if it's going to work. Nah, we're not working. <laughs> All right. So, again, more changes for Bulldogs. So, Will Hopperwadi at fullback. Christian Crichton is on one wing with Jake Avarillo pushed out to the wing. by What? Then bringing Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak into the centres. Oh, my God. Which I think is a kind of a weird move. But anyway, um, I'm not the coach of the one and five Bulldogs. One and four Bulldogs, sorry. Kieran Foran and Lachlan Lewis. In the halves. We're enough to Amaya and Dylan Napa as starting props with Jeremy Marshall King at hooker. Josh Jackson, Raymond Fatala Mariner in second row with Adam Elliott at lock. Interchange, Kerrod Holland, Dean Britt, Suase Sue, and off Hickey Ogden. What the fuck? I know. And in the reserves, Sione Katoa, Brandon Wakem, Morgan Harper, Jack Cogger. Okay. Brandon Wakem's in the reserves. I'm picking Cronulla just because I'm angry at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just like trying to find something to talk about. Higgins uh, actually been really good this year playing the centres. It's um, he's hardly talked off the field, and his performance has actually looked really good. He's run the ball hard. Moeen um, Hirodi looked um, pretty good last week watching him. Will Candy, it's good to see him get another run. Uh, um, but... you know what? I'm loving this second row comparison. So you got two two old heads in Graham and Jackson versus, and then on the other side you got two young, really solid players in Patala Mariner and Nakora. So it's going to be, and I'm pretty sure it's the old versus young on each side. So yeah, pretty sure. Jackson no, it'll play. be. No, it's it's gonna be Graham versus Jackson and Fatala okay. versus Nakora. Alright, so yeah, I really like that that'd be a good battle with 12, 12 versus eleven, eleven versus twelve. <laughs> That's not how it always is, but righto. Yeah. Um, seeing how they're lined up. Yeah, so I I love that battle. I reckon even if it is Jackson versus Graham, you got that'd be a good battle. Graham will win it. But Jackson, it'd be a good battle. And then you got two probably Exact same players in the Cora versus Fatala Mariner. Two young young fellas just going at each other. I'd say Nakora's got more more a higher floor than Fatala Mariner does, and a higher ceiling actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a joke. It's 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 sport talk. No, you're an you idiot. got two. If you got two <laughs> prospects. You could have one who's high risk, high reward. So he's got a higher ceiling, but a way lower floor. I mean, if he gets uh-huh. to the ceiling, he's going to be awesome. But if he flops, he's way lower down here. Whereas I think the floor, just like if they're both playing just steady, Nakora's floor is higher. But if they're both playing as good as they could, his ceiling is also higher than Fatala Marin. I just think yeah. he's got more to his game. Um, to say anyway, yeah. Fatala Marin, because he's still... But it, yeah, so that, that's probably going to be the highlight for me. Um, Aaron Wood's coming up against his old team. That's always fun. Um, but yeah, so that, that's prob- that's probably the biggest highlight I have. Moylan's been named fifty-fifty chance because of hamstring tightness. Who would have thought? 
We're going everyone we're going the same tips all week. Are we? Well, we're gonna yeah. live and die together. Um Johnson versus Foreign would be pretty cool, actually. So two senior halves, ex New Zealand teammates in the halves. Um probably complete opposite players with Foreign more of a director where Johnson plays more off the cuff. So that's that's reason. If you really want to look into it, they're the two battles you probably want to look at. Look at. So, so sorry about that one this round, guys. There's a couple of. It's probably the first round where there's just two games that just really, or maybe three games if you want to throw the Penrith Storm one in there as well. Um, but the two big ones are both. One's the last on Saturday. One's the first on Sunday. I guess. Well, Seagulls aren't really full strength, so I I don't know. It's it's not a it's not an exciting overall round, but let's um, we're always surprised with what can happen. Warriors yeah, and good. Rabbits could throw the ball around a bit. Um, Titans Dragons could end up forty to forty four. Um, who knows? Let let's just sit back and, and watch another big weekend. Um, the ladder's sort of starting to take shape um, with. I wouldn't say like a whole bunch of separation just yet, but the the bet the teams that have consistently been playing better are near the top, except for the Roosters who are climbing. Um, Cowboys have slipped a fair bit over the last few weeks, but you still got the Titans, your Bulldogs, your Dragons, your Sharks down the bottom on two. Broncos, Warriors, Rabbits, Tigers, Cowboys. So that's from twelfth up to eighth. They're all on four. You got Seagulls and Roosters sitting seventh and sixth on six points with a massive difference in point differential, almost a hundred points in difference. Uh, you got Panthers and Knights after their draw sitting there on seven points in fourth and fifth. Storm in third, Raiders in second, both on eight, and Para up on top by themselves on ten points. So you've already got a four-win gap um, between first and last. Well, even, sorry, 1st and 13th, you've got a, a four-win gap. Um, you've got a three-win gap from 8th to 1st. So in a, in a season where we're saying nine wins, sorry, 11 wins could get into 8th, uh, Harry's pretty much halfway there already, and we're only five rounds yeah. in. So yeah. uh, they're doing as, as best they can. Uh, just a reminder, check out the write-up. We'll have the Mark Hughes Foundation uh website in there and um you've got our tips for the week anything else from you jay rod anything else you're highlighting for the weekend uh for no. the, the games anything specific you're looking for um yeah i'm just hoping that roosters rip through para <laughs> I'm just, all right i don't think para is good as everyone keeps saying so roosters are going to show them what's up oh i can't wait for the review show to either see Jared gloat or him eat his words it's gonna be hey, I've been openly admitted when I'm wrong but I I I still reckon on this thing I've been right more than I've been wrong actually I'm excited to see Cade Cuss play if he gets a run because uh, <laughs> um, we I've, I've mentioned things before we already lost Tom Wright back to Union, and I'm, I'm still upset we lost him. Um, what's the other one? Anything else? No, nah, I think we'll call it there. There's not much else to talk about. Um, 
I, I hope Masai Fido has a solid game at fullback for the Cowboys. It's um, hopefully yeah, but... takes off and does something there. And um, but yeah, apart from that, not much, not much else. So I think we might just wrap that one there, Jared. It's only nine o'clock. We'd usually have another hour to go, so might get to bed before yeah, we... tonight. Be <laughs> almost like a All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer choice of the week.